Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Glad to be here and worship together. Amen. Let's stand and let's, uh, we're going to do a new song or several new songs for you this morning. You know, Brother Eddie's talking about singing a new song. Well, I kind of took that to extreme this morning. So uh, anyway, but sing this, Holy Spirit come. Father, we just thank you for this day. God, thank you for this moment. Lord, I thank you uh, you promised that sometimes we're, we're seated together in heavenly places. And I, I don't know the fullness of what all you meant by that. God, this moment for me is that, God, just to be in a, a heavenly place where we can just forget about everything else. God, and just worship you, invite you to interrupt our mundane lives. Speak to us, God. Through your servant, Brother Eddie, we thank you for calling him to be our pastor. Lord, just anoint him afresh this morning. God, we all, me at the top of the list, need to, need to hear your voice, hear your word this morning. God, just help me to open up my heart, invite you to come.
We'll turn it back to, to Randy. I think we just... Um, Courtney, Courtney's just got worship. a song. It's just, uh, just it's a worship. It's going to be an invitation. And uh, Would you sing that, I Speak the Name of Jesus, as we're praying and interceding for Miss Ellie and Brother Jim? Um, just, just sing this song and intercessorly, intercessoringly uh, for them, their situation, and also for whatever, whoever God puts on your mind and heart to, to pray for. Dear God, I just pray over anybody in the sanctuary, Lord, that is feeling pain in their heart that only you know about, God. I just pray that they'll come to the altar today, Lord. I pray for anybody, God, who's facing addiction that they're too ashamed to even talk to you about, Lord. I pray that they come and lay it down at the altar today. I pray for anybody who's lost a loved one or who's dealing with sick sickness in their family, God. I pray for anybody who's struggling in their marriage today, God. I pray over our church family, God. And I just pray that you wrap your arms around each person in here. And I pray that today we come together to pray at the altar for the situation this morning, God. And I just pray over her family and I pray over complete healing, God, because you are the ultimate healer. I speak the name of Jesus over you In your hurting, in your sorrow I will ask my God to move I speak the name cause it's all that I can do In desperation I'll seek heaven And pray this for you your healing the circumstances will change I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus name I pray that a breakthrough would happen today I pray miracles over your life in Jesus
is all that I can do In desperation I'll seek heaven And pray this for you Sing that first verse again, if you will, like that. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I'll seek heaven. Circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus'
name above all names. Lord, we worship you this morning. God, you knew exactly what was going to happen this morning. Nothing, as Brother Eddie said, nothing catches you off guard. God, we thank you for being one true and living God with the greatest name in all the universe and power in your name. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for that. Thank you for being a God of love and mercy. Lord, when we were dead in our sins, trespasses of sins, there may be someone here this morning that's dead in their sins. Maybe they've been a believer a long time and they've found themselves trapped, given over to sin. Lord, we just pray in the mighty name of Jesus that open up our hearts and minds to you. God, you've, you've promised that you're faithful and just. If we'll confess our sins to you, God, you're faithful to forgive us of that. Lord, help us to be, continue to be in prayer for Sister Ellie and Brother Jim Bridges today, God. Father, you just remind us that uh, just how short life is and it's a vapor. And I'm not talking about negative things over Ellie. Just we don't know the situation. You know it, Father. But we're just reminded that today is the day. Have you been putting off something? What have you been putting off? We've been putting off things. What are you going to do for the kingdom of God? We need to get busy doing not just church work, but we need to get busy in the kingdom of God. Lord, you've called us to be a light, to be salt. Lord, you've called us to share your gospel. Lord, forgive me how I'm failing to share that as often as I need to. God, help me to share your gospel. But Lord, you've also called us to make disciples. Lord, we thank you for Sunday school and all the teachers and all those that attend. And Father, some of us like me have been attending church all our lives. Lord, I've been convicted here lately that I have not been making disciples. It's not a suggestion, Lord. You've told us, commanded us to make disciples, not just to attend church, but make disciples. To not just be discipled, and I need to continuously be discipled. But Lord, you've called us to make disciples. Help us to be about that, God. Help us, Lord. Help me, God, to do what we're going to do while we have time and breath to do what you've called us to do. You've created us, God. You've created us, God. Every breath we have is from you, God. All that we have is yours, and we spend our lives so selfishly, including Randy Rainey. We spend our lives so selfishly pursuing all the things that I want, that we want, that you want. God, help us to pursue you, God. What do you want? You're not an over-demanding taskmaster. You're a loving Father. Help us to see who you are, God. That you are a loving Father. That you're a Lord that died on a cross. You, you suffered a death we can't even fathom the pain that you were in. Lord, but you also suffered the shame. They stripped you naked. 
Lord, they beat you. <laughs> Lord, they beat you. You created them, Father. You created them, Lord. And they beat you. And you let them, God. You let them. <laughs> you let them because you saw the sin in my life. And you came to rescue me. Help us to see you, God. And help us to be about what you've called us to be. But Lord, it's a joy. <laughs> help us not to take on the things that you've called us to do, to share your gospel, to make disciples. Lord, help us to carry that on with joy, God, and get past oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> the burdensome of it. But God, help us to find joy in what you've called us to do. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this time, God. Deal with me, Lord. <laughs> Help me to be about what you have us to be about. Pastor Eddie. Amen. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna do a modified version this morning. Thank you, brother, for just reminding us of what's important and you know, today we're, uh, we're in Acts 17. We've been in Acts 17. I think it's also kids are dismissing. They may have already gone. I see that up on the screen. If not, uh, kids are in children's church, and I know we're uh, coming on. Just, but I want to just take maybe just a, maybe about five or ten minutes and just to think about a couple things. Um, what's it going to take for you to have a breakthrough in your life? What's it going to take for you to have a breakthrough in your life? Um, today we're talking about Paul, and to give you a quick synopsis, you know, last week we talked about Paul in Thessalonica, and uh, you know he preached the they were preaching the gospel, and and their folks said, "Man, these these folks have turned the world upside down. They've come here too." And and there were some saved, but there was opposition. They basically, basically ran him out of town. He went to Berea. And so, anyway, he preached there, and the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians, the Bible said, and they were studying the scriptures to see what he said, if it was true about Jesus. And, but again, the opposition showed up from Thessalonica and stirred up the Bereans, and they basically ran him out of town, and he comes to Athens, and while he's looking around there at Athens, you know, he sees all these, these idols. In fact, it was said in Athens there were maybe 30,000 Idols, only 10,000 people, but 30,000 idols, statues to all these gods and God, goddesses, so to speak, right? All this, and, and, and it says that, that he was provoked. In fact, if you have your Bible, if you have your Bible there in, in, in Acts chapter 17, uh, I believe it is, is where uh, Acts 17, but I was looking for exact verse there when it says, in verse 16, excuse me, verse 16 of 17. It says, now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. And the word provoked there means to, it, it angered him. It bothered him. I mean, here's the thing. Why, you think, well, why, why did that anger him? Well, no, no, no doubt he knew that the Lord said there shall not be a graven image, right? Not to make a graven image of anything, right? The, uh, the Lord 
right? The Lord God, uh, we're not to, to make anything that, uh, of any type of animal, and certainly he is the only Lord, the only one worthy of worship, and certainly that certainly must have provoked him. No doubt he loved these people. They were lost, right? All that, you know, the Lord said he would not share his glory with another, all these things. And so, so anyway, he gets invited to what we call Mars Hill or the Areopagus to preach, you know, and, and we see then in the midst of that, he tells them that they are very religious. And then in verse uh, 17, I believe it is, or excuse me, verse 23, verse 23 says, for as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. You know, they had so many gods and they had so many statues of all these gods and 30,000 or so, but yet still, just in case we miss one, they had another, another altar to the unknown God. And, and basically Paul's saying, look, you know, you, you have all these gods and all these goddesses that you are worshiping, but there's one you don't know, the true one you don't know. Let me tell you about it. Uh, I can almost hear Courtney singing, let me tell you about my Jesus, right? And then, I thought I, I used that song early, sir. I didn't know we were singing it in the second service. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And that's what he does. And he, he preaches a message. And his message is a little bit different than what we would normally see. And, and, and the thought being this, you know, when Paul preached before the Jews, he could certainly start with the Scriptures, the Old Testament. They understood the Old Testament. And he could start right there. And that's what he did, no doubt, showing how that Jesus is Messiah Right, Jesus is Messiah, is the Christ. But here he's talking to a, gr a different group of people here at, at the Areopagus. He's talking to a group of philosophers. He's talking to the intellectuals of the day. He's talking to a group of people that did not know the scripture. They, would not, they did not know anything about God. And so he starts with that God is creator. And that's what he talks about. In fact, when you, when you look at this, and just looking down, it, it's, it, verse 24, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, right? This is the God, the one who made everything else. Because see, the Epicureans, they didn't believe in the ap afterlife. You know, the Epicureans didn't believe in the afterlife, and they believed, hey, listen, you might as well live for pleasure and do all you want to do now. They believed in these gods, but they were un uncaring. They were detached. They didn't care about you. The Stoics, they were pantheists. They saw gods in everything, you know, but they also had a very determined, fatalist worldview that you can't change the future. It's, it is what it is, and that's that. And, and so what a discouraging way to live. And Paul was saying, you don't know about my God, but let me tell you about my God. He's the one that made all this, and he's the one that breathed life into you. He's not contained in, in human temples or buildings. In other words, he's God and you're not, and he's not bound by that. And, and, and also, not only is he creator, not only is he life giver, right, in that, but he's not far from us. In verse 27, it says, and they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, yet he is actually not far from, from each one of us. And then Paul goes on to quote a couple of their prophets, or, or their poets, rather, I should say. Kind of, kind of interesting he would do that, but he's trying to find common ground. Here's what I want you to say. One thing today. You know, when we share the gospel with people that are already familiar with the scriptures, we can share the gospel in one way, right? Many of us grew up in a time where even people that were unbelievers still believed the Bible to be the word of God. 
Even people who were not saved, they, you could talk about the Bible, they believed that was God's Word, they believed in God, they believed in the Scriptures, and so you could start there, right? God loves you and has a plan for your life, but, we're, you know, but nowadays, listen, do you realize that 25%, right at 25% of our youngest generation in America, Generation Z, our youngest generation, 25% would classify themselves as nuns. And what I mean by that is N-O-N-E-S, nuns, when asked, what is your religious affiliation? None. 25%. That's pretty large of our youngest generation in America. My point being, just as Paul preached here at Mars Hill to a group that knew nothing of God, as we see our country and, and, and certainly our world, there are many times that you may have a conversation with someone about Jesus, and you can't start with, hey, God loves you and he wants to save you. You've got to start with, you know, there is a God. There is a God. And start there. And he created all this. It's not happened... It just didn't happen by chance, right? And we start at a different place, but yet to come to Christ, and that's what he, that's what he does, that he is a creator, that he is, uh, he's not far from us, because see, the Greeks believed that there were gods, but they didn't care about you, uh, they had nothing to do with your human uh, daily life, and Paul said, no, he's not far from any of you, and, and he wants a relationship with you. Isn't that the amazing thing today, that the God of the universe, the great I am, desires to have a relationship with you and me. I mean, isn't that awesome? You know, and, and I feel guilty sometimes because, yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the, I feel guilty sometimes because I don't want to take time for him sometimes. Anybody else guilty? And the God of the universe that has a whole lot going on, I might add, he desires to have a relationship with you and me. And so, so Paul preaches this message and then he, he comes to verse 30 it's kind of the invitation of it, if you will, and it'll be, let it, let's let it be ours too. It says, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he's fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. And so he talks about how, listen, this God that you don't know, he is, he is the creator of all this. He has given life to you. The Bible says that God created Adam and he breathed in him, right? He became a living being, right, because of God's breath within him. The word breath and spirit there are related. But, but the point being that he created all this. He's not bound by, by uh, human hands. You know, the, 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 the fertility of uh, of. Of, of idolatry, right? Can you imagine making an idol, right? Making an idol and then bowing down to that and say, oh, you're my God. No, you just made that. I don't really understand that. I mean, to me, that's kind of silly. You know, I make something, I bet, oh, no, listen, I just made that. But, but in our thinking, you know, we think about an idol, we think about a statue, and that is an idol. But how many idols do we have in our lives? See, an idol is anything that takes the place of God. You know one of the big idols? Mammon. Money. Possessions. Listen, pleasure. You know, you know, just like the Epicureans, they were the hedonists of the day. You know, if it feels good, do it. Man, they were just all about doing whatever they wanted to do because, listen, tomorrow we die. That was their thinking. How many people in our world today live the very same way? Right? You know, it's all about what I want to do. It's all about when I want to do it. It's, it's all that. And, and they live for that. Listen, all the things of this world that, that and all of us are many times are affected, all the things that, that tries to drag us in, listen, there's nothing in this life that will compare 
with Jesus. And with what Jesus has waiting for you, if you know him, amen? Amen, but he calls us to repent. Repent, that's a, that's a good Bible word. It means change your mind. He said he, he commands people to, to repent, to change your mind. See, this is, why, listen, this is why I think a lot of people really aren't saved. I'm not the judge. But I think this is why many people, even in our church, are not saved. Because we want to go to heaven, but we want to go on our terms. We want to go to heaven, sure, absolutely, sign me up. Lord, cheap seats are okay. Just, I, I want to get, but, but I don't really want to serve you. I don't want to live for you. I don't want to return from my sin. I don't want to, I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> Can you blame so, I mean, right, Isn't it the way we think? Well, Lord, I, I've even heard this. Well, Lord, I'll have all eternity to serve you. <laughs> But you can't be saved on your terms. I can't be saved on my terms. We must come to him on his terms. And his terms means we surrender to his lordship in our, in our lives. Not only as Savior, but Lord of our lives. And so, so he is, he, we are to repent because he's the judge. Verse 31, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. He will judge the world in righteousness. You know, one day, uh, unbelievers will stand before the, the judgment seat of the white uh, judgment seat of God, right, in heaven, but also even as believers, as believers, uh, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. Now, as believers, we're not standing before the Lord in judgment, our, not saved by our works, okay? We're not saved by our works, but our works show whether or not we're saved. We're not saved by our works, but our works show whether or not we're saved. Because I can tell you all day long, you know, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, but if I'm living like the devil Monday through Saturday, you, sometime you're going to say, I don't think he really loves Jesus. <laughs> right? And so the point is, so we think about this, and so today, may it be a reminder to us that this day is coming. Listen, the day is coming, and I'm not trying to be uh, negative here, but it's, it's true. Before we can understand the good news, we've got to understand the bad news, and we need a good dose of the law, and the law says we are sinners. We are sinners deserving of death, deserving of hell. You say, whoa, 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 time out. I'm not that bad. I don't care what grandmama told you. You bad. Thank you. We bad. We bad. Well, in all seriousness, though, we are all sinners, aren't we? And one sin is worthy of death. Is one, one sin is worthy of death. If we, if just, you know, if, you, if you've ever told a lie, anybody ever told a lie? If you didn't raise your hand, you probably just did. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just truth, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, now we say, well, yeah, but I qualified. It was a little white lie. Well, I think it's still a lie. But, but the point being, if we've ever told a lie, if we've ever had a, an impure thought, if we've ever, you know, uh, stole something, you know, a, a pack of gum, a watermelon, uh, I won't go into that story anyway. I've repented these sins. But I'm just saying, all those things that, that we have done, listen, one sin is worthy of death. One sin will send us to hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, has, listen, he has made us alive in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so if you know Jesus today, see, that's the good news. We were lost and undone. We were on our, straight, on our way straight to hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, he reached, if I told you this, he reached way down for me. <laughs> he reached way down for me. And for some of you, I know he reached way down for some of you too. <laughs> Oh, but no matter how far he reached. Aren't you glad he did? Amen. But now everybody might not be able to say amen this morning. 
There was a day, I, I can't remember the exact day. You ever had somebody tell you, said, uh, uh, yeah, if you don't remember the exact day and hour, you're not saved? Well, I don't think you have to remember the exact day and hour, but you need to remember there was a time, <laughs> right? It may have been, you You know, it was between this time. I know there was a time. I, I remember that I came to know Jesus, and, and some people just don't have that. And today, listen, if you're here and you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you may know about him. You might be a member of a church, maybe even this church, but if you've never called upon him, listen, you can do that right now. He is mighty to save. That's the good news for the day. He saved sinners, and I'm glad. Listen, I want to tell you, after Paul preached, he talked about the raising of the dead, in which, to the Greek mind, this was just absurd. Verse 32, it says, Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. But others said, We'll hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, uh, among whom also were Diocinus, uh, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Now, I want you to see that there's three. Here's where we're going to end. There are three reactions to the gospel. It says, number one, there were some who mocked. When Paul mentioned the resurrection of the dead, some of them were like, ah! <laughs> what? So some mocked. Most, most of you are always very kind, but can I let you in on a secret? If you've ever done any public speaking, you can tell when people have checked out on you. I've done it too. I went to sleep in a funeral one time. So I've been, I wasn't preaching it, thankfully, but I did, but I was. So I, I, I mean, I know I've been where you're at and I know we get, and get quiet, but, but, but some check out, but, but also sometimes I can tell if someone's just not sure I'm, getting, I'm understanding that. I'm not sure I believe that. I had someone tell me after a sermon one time, they came up and said, I'm just not sure I believe that. And I'm thinking, read it. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't say that, but I wanted to. Well, it's right here. <laughs> but, but, but some mocked, and sometimes that could be the reaction of some. But here's the more, I think, more often the reaction. But some others said, now we'll, we'll, we'll hear you again on this. Chapter 18, it says Paul left Athens. Did they ever get a chance to hear him again? I don't know. Maybe when they said, not today, but we'll hear you again, maybe they had the best of intentions. There are some that, I need more information, I need to understand this, right? I need to process this. Holy Spirit's working, could have been. Or it could have been a smokescreen. I don't know about you, but I've sat in a pew, and I know we have chairs, and I've made a many a deal with the Lord. Anybody else ever do that? Lord, <laughs> I'm going to try to do better. Lord, and maybe it was a smoke screen that not today. And there'll be maybe some of you, I hope not, but maybe some of you that might leave out of here today saying, you know, maybe another day. You may not have another day. You've got right now. And then it says there were some that joined their group. There were some who believed. And it mentions a couple of folks here. Uh, Diocinus and Damaris. These probably well-known folks in the, but, and others that were saved. So today, as we come to our time of invitation, this morning, I know it's been an unusual service, but may we just think about, you know, all right, what does God's word say, right? And what am I doing, right? What's it going to take to have a breakthrough in my life you know, as a believer, what is God wanting to do in my heart this morning? 
God's wanting to draw us closer, right, to him. What's it going to take? Is there a sin that I'm holding on to? We need to confess it. Is there something standing in my way? Is there, you know, do I just need to pray and get rid of my pride? Whatever it might be. You know, what is it that needs to happen? Do I need to commit myself more to praying, more to, you know, just seeking him? That's always good, right? But what is it in my heart? What is it in your heart today that needs to happen? And the Holy Spirit, he'll bring that to you. My only, my only thing I ask, listen, don't, don't turn him away and don't put it off. You may not have another time you got right now. It's all we're guaranteed of is today. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that we can come into this place at this time, Lord, just to lift up your name just to praise you. Lord, just to worship you and to hear your word. And, and Father, it's been, uh, it's been an unusual day and none of us planned on this. Lord, as we've already said, you were not caught off guard by any stretch. But, but Lord, we were. We were. This was not how we planned this worship time to happen. This was not what we expected to happen, but it did. And and Lord, even again, we continue to pray for Ellie and Jimmy. We pray, Lord, for her recovery. But Father, for us right now, what a reminder, Lord, that what a reminder of just the uncertainties of life and how we can take so many things for granted. And Lord, how that so many times we think, well, Lord, maybe one day I'll, I'll really buckle down and serve you. Uh, Lord, maybe one day, you know, let me get this done or let me get that done. And and Father, I've made those crazy uh, promises too. Lord, forgive us. Forgive me. Lord, may we today, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We have right now. And so, Lord, right now, would you deal with our hearts? And Father, by your spirit, Lord, you know just what we need to hear. Lord, you know just where we are in our walk with you. And, and Lord, I know there, there may be some right here, right now, that needs to be saved. Father, there may be some in this room Lord, that's never trusted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And Father, right now, would you give them that boldness just to call upon you? Would you give them that boldness right now in the quietness of this moment, Lord, just to trust Christ, just to confess their sin and trust Jesus? Lord, would you, uh, Lord, would you just give them that? And Lord, I, I just pray for, uh, Lord, uh, those folks, Lord, just especially this morning, and Lord, maybe other, other needs here today. Maybe as believers, we know we're saved, but we're just not where we ought to be. Not where we used to be. Maybe we can remember a time when we were closer to you and, and walked close to you and, and just so, Lord, zealous for you. And Lord, maybe we're just not there now. Lord, forgive us. Forgive me of that too, Lord. I just pray, Lord, right now, would you just draw us back to you? Lord, remind us of your goodness and of your love for us. Remind us, Father, that you're not far away, just, just a prayer away. Lord, would you remind us of that? Father, just for other needs upon our hearts today. Maybe there's some here that, Lord, you've led them here and they believe this is where you want them to be, to serve in this local assembly. Would you give them that boldness, Lord, just to, to come and make that public today? Whatever it might be, Father, as you deal with our hearts this morning, Father, may we just... Help us to get out of that routine and out of that rut. Lord, help us just to seek after you, to run, Lord, with all of our might after you. Father, we know you love us. 
Thank you, Lord, for that love. Thank you for Jesus. It's in his name. Amen. Let's stand as we as we have a time of commitment, a time of invitation. Our altar's open if you want to come and pray. I know we've already had some times of prayer, and I think it's good. So our altar's open. Listen, if you want to come and pray, you come right on. Listen, if you're here without Jesus, you may never have another opportunity. You might. Listen, I'm you may never have another chance. And today, if God's dealing with your heart, listen, would you come? Oh, listen, would you give your heart to Him? I'll be right here. Love to talk with you. Just calling upon Jesus, right? Just asking Jesus to come in and save you. Other needs upon your heart today? Listen, whatever it might be, you come. It's our praise team leads us. Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things. Oh Lord, we cast down our idols. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another give us clean hands and give us pure hearts let us not lift our souls to another and god help us be a generation that seeks that seeks your face oh god of jacob and God help us be a generation that seeks, seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. We bow our hearts, we bend our knees, oh Spirit come make us humble. Turn, help us to do that, God, from evil things. Oh Lord, we cast down our idols. Help us to do it, God. Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. And God, let us be a generation that seeks, seeks your face. Oh, God of Jacob. And God, help us be a generation that seeks, seeks your face. Oh, God of Jacob. We cannot make it on our own, oh God. We need the cross and our Savior. You don't have to do it on your own. We cannot make it on our own, oh God. We need the 
cross and our Savior to give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. And God help us be generation that seeks, seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. And God help me be a generation that seeks, seeks your face. Can you sing and, and, and ask that and pray and ask God that as, as, as a form of a song? God help me be a person that seeks your face. God help me be. Lord teach me. Lord Jesus we thank you that when you told the disciples you were leaving I couldn't imagine how how they were hurting. Oh no you're leaving again. <laughs> but you promised them you would give the Holy Spirit to them. You would send the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you. You did just that over 2,000 years ago when you ascended into the heavens. You sent us the Holy Spirit. And he is our teacher. He is our comfort. He is our guide. And Lord, we thank you for that. So God, help me be. Lord, teach me to be. Teach me to seek your face. Sing it to him. It's a prayerful song. That line right there. Oh, God, help us be a generation that seeks, seeks your face. had to step out and so I'm in charge of announcements we're going to be quick before we leave today continue to pray for Ellie if you will and uh, um, just to keep her in your prayers also if you will as we finish up today if you'll help us stack chairs today uh, eight high we do appreciate that as well today is our fifth Sunday and so we have our fifth Sunday offering today that we take up this goes for our building fund and so if you can give today we encourage you to if you can't if you're not ready to give today uh, listen you could stop by the office or send that in online however you want to do that also we need you to sign up it's a great training coming up called for D life which stands for disciple life Brother Gary and Miss Linda teach a class on Sunday nights. I've got a class on Monday nights, or I'm part of a class, uh, Chase and some others uh, in the room here. Uh, that's on Monday nights. But anyway, but uh, if you'd like to be a part of learning what it means to be in a D-Life group, 
It's going to be a training over in Rome. And there's a sign-up sheet over here to my right with a table where all things are found. And you can sign up, or maybe out front as well, and you can sign up uh, for that. Brother Gary, am I forgetting anything else on announcements? That most of our things today. And so anyway, just keep those things in mind. Any, you can always go to our website, Facebook page, and find out all the things that are coming up. Oh, one thing, a deacon uh, election next week. Uh, is that right? Next week or in two weeks? Is it 14th? 14th, thank you. That's right, thank you. Deacon election coming up on the 14th. And so you saw these uh, these uh, guys, uh, picture and families uh, now and probably prior to the service. So be in prayer as we have our deacon election coming up on, on the 14th. Today is our volunteers uh, uh, Sunday. We were going to recognize all of our volunteers, and uh, we hadn't done that. But I just want to say a big thank you to all of you who serve in so many ways, and we appreciate you uh, so much. And so, anyway, glad you're here today. I just continue to pray for Ellie and for Jimmy. Keep them in your prayers. Hope you have a blessed week. Let me pray for us, and then we'll ask you, if you will, to help us stack chairs, please. Father, thank you, Lord, again for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for uh, your spirit who indwells us today. Thank you, Father, even now that we've had this opportunity to worship even in the midst of all that's going on today, we continue to pray for one another, lifting one another up, especially Elaine to you right now, Lord. Father, as we uh, leave this place today, Father, we know you're going with us. We know you're always with us, and your spirit indwells us. Help us, Father, to be witnesses of you wherever we might be. Lord, help us to have that boldness to open our mouths to share a word about you. And so, Father, now we just give you praise. It's in the name of Jesus we ask it. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Hey, thank you for worshiping with us today here at First Baptist Church. Listen, if we could be of service to you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. Uh, you can call our church office Monday through Friday. You can send us an email, a Facebook message. We would love to hear from you. Uh, so until next time, uh, let's keep our eyes on Jesus the author and finisher of our faith.